This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. With As usual with me in studio this morning, my co-host Naz Marchese wearing his Toronto Maple Leafs hat this morning. And uh, what's uh, what's the top there, Naz? Noble, Noble King, King. Knights. Noble King Knights. And uh, joining us in studio this morning, uh, back from his uh, from a spring hiatus, former Toronto Maple Leaf Lou Franceschetti. And, uh, former Washington Capitol, too. And also former Washington Capitol and former Buffalo Sabre. So welcome, Lou. Also joining us in studio this morning... Uh, uh, coming back, a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports are, of course, our golf. We just call you our golf guy. Of course, that's Sean Clement. Sean is, of That'll course, uh, one of the. Oh, I call you one of the world's great internet uh, golf teachers, and you've got some fantastic material on the internet. Wisdomingolf.com. Sean Clement on YouTube. You're probably over 30 million hits now, and that's a yep. remarkable, remarkable yeah. achievement. And in live and in person, you're at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center in uh, in Richmond Hill at Bathurst and Highway 7. And uh, joining us this morning, uh, we're going to talk uh, in the middle of the hour. Welcome, uh, Chantel. Chantel Emond, who's uh, developed a program for golfers. And I know, Sean, you've been really, really, uh, really uh, upbeat about this program. Yep. It's a yoga program. Yep. And we're really looking forward to talking to you in the middle of the hour. Uh, so that should be a great segment. And to all our listeners, uh, if you want to become uh, uh, more than a listener and you want to become a viewer of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, we are now live video streaming at www.zoomerradio.ca. You can see us live and in color. And Lou, you came in feisty this morning, my friend. You got a lot of you got a lot of stuff you want to get you want to get out. Uh, we had pretty heated conversations just uh, just before we went on the air, so uh, let's uh, let's chat a little bit about let's bring up to speed. Obviously, uh, last Sunday morning we were here. We were hoping for a good result that Sunday night. The Leafs against the Caps. We didn't get the result we wanted. We lost in overtime, but there were a lot of positives taken away from that series. Uh, bring us up to speed, uh, Lou. Your assessment of. Uh, what the Leafs accomplished and uh, where you think they go, f- uh, how they go forward, how they move forward. Well, I think it was a great, great six-game series. Uh, it could have gone either way, uh, a couple of bounces here and there. Uh, I saw where uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, they took the mold right out of the Pittsburgh Pengu- uh, Penguins from last year, and they used their speed against the, uh, the slow Washington uh, defense. It was just one of those things that a few bounces here and there, and I think the Leafs could have beaten them. Um, the future is very, very bright here, but the one thing that uh, you got to worry about with these kids is they don't become complacent, and they better come out of the gate next year like they ended this year, because uh, if they don't, uh, you know, the newspapers and all the media is going to get all over them. 
because it could be just a one-year wonder. You can only enjoy it while you can. Get back into the gym right now and, and take all the positives from this year and move forward and don't let the... This year was more or less in the rear view mirror right now. Move forward. You know, Naz, I want to get you involved at this. Uh, we, we, we're all three of us are part of a fairly heated exchange before we started the show about the Washington Capitals. And you're not a big you're not a big Holtby fan. And, no, not at all. And uh, and you know, Lou made the, was was trying to make the argument, trying to persuade us that uh, the Leafs actually outplayed the Washington Capitals during the uh, during the um, uh, four, first four games of the series or whatever. But uh, we we have a different assessment with Lou. I didn't know, I didn't necessarily think the Leafs outplayed the Caps. They 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 I, held I their think own. They played with them. Yeah, they played with them. Sure. Um, and uh, Caps are not impressing anybody. against Pittsburgh Penguins. It's Holtby. Um, Penguins are taking advantage of their uh, uh, of their opportunities. Um, Washington has outchanced the Penguins significantly in this series, but you know Flurry uh, has found a game that he hasn't seemed to have had for years, and of course Crosby is Crosby, and you know Lou is making the comment uh, Crosby's playing on a different planet. Uh, he definitely is, and my guess is Ovechkin's playing on this on a different planet as well. It's just ain't, it isn't the same planet. Um, Crosby has the ability to take his game to a different level. Uh, Ovechkin doesn't. Is is that is that uh, both of you guys chime in on this? Is that is that an individual thing or is that a team thing? Oh, he's pushed far ahead of uh, Ovechkin for sure. Like he's way ahead. They were almost even at one point in caliber. Of play, and uh, not now. Yeah, Lou. I know you're not a big Ovi fan, and I know that you're a big Crosby fan. Um, in in words that we can repeat on the air, um, give us your assessment of of. Why Crosby beats Ovechkin when the chips are on the line? Because I think Crosby can carry his team on his back, where Ovechkin really can't. Uh, and it's not fair to say that they're not great hockey players. They're both going to be great Hall of Famers. One guy's a, a pure sniper. One guy has learned to play 200 feet of the ice. It's just the, you look at the little things that Crosby does. Last night he goes to block a shot, puck, uh, pokes the puck forward. They go down and score a two-on-one to make it, a, I think, a three- or four-on-one uh, ball game at that time. It's just the little things that Crosby does that the Pittsburgh Penguins feed off of, where the Washington Capitals right now, and I'm not sure if they got too many Russians, so to speak, and they're not getting the big saves at the big time from Holpe, but Holpe didn't look sharp against the Leafs. There's too many perks, uh, too many pucks that he didn't handle, uh, the Caps' defense was very sloppy against the Leafs. Uh, a lot of the goals that the Leafs scored late were because of missed assignments. Guys going behind the net when one guy was already covered and leaving Kapanen or uh, was a Nylander in front of the net all by himself. It's just the little things right now, and I'm not sure if Barry Trask can get through to these guys, but if he doesn't get through to them in Game 3, I think it's all over and you're going to see Pittsburgh go to another final. I think if the Leafs uh, had not lost their two defensemen, they may have won that series because losing Polak was a big uh, loss for them. Well, I'm, I'm not sure about Pollock, but I'm pretty but, well but sure. If, if they got a little that. bit more offense from Marner, I think it could have really been a different series because uh, Marner was more or less the guy that was left in the background. You know, the, the Leafs didn't have an answer for, for a Tom Wilson-type player. He could pretty much do whatever he wanted out there, and the Caps didn't have an answer for uh, Nazem Kadri. They didn't have an answer for, for 
uh, Leo Komarov, because there are players, you look at the players on the first three lines, they're all skilled players. They had to make a switch or an adjustment, I think, at game four, that they had to put Tom Wilson up in the third line to more or less negate a little bit of what Kadria and Komarov were given, because they were getting in Rovechkin's face, they were getting Backstrom's face, they were getting in Kuznetsov's face. These guys aren't players that aren't going to do anything. And you want uh, Ovechkin off the ice. You're going to take a trade, Komarov, and... Uh, for Ovechkin. You're going to take a trade, Kadri, for Ovechkin. The, the Caps they had nobody to get into Matthew's face. They had nobody to get into Marner's face. They had nobody to get into Nylander's face. They had nobody to retract Komarov or retract Kadri. Yeah, the, the one thing about this Washington Capital team, and, you know, I mean, let's be fair. They're only down two games. Series not over. They, they've played reasonably well in their first two games against Pittsburgh. They've had all yeah, kinds Yeah, they only lost their first two games at home. Yeah, well, okay, Good point, Lou, but let me finish my train of thought. Um, um, the series isn't over. If, if somehow their goaltending gets better and Fleury um, doesn't stand on his head the way he has the first two games, you know, the series can turn around. It wouldn't be the first time. But the one one observation I have with this Washington Capital team, and I've been watching, you know, over the course of the last however many years since they've been knocking on the door. Now, you know, their president... Since Ovechkin's been there. Okay, whatever. Um, they don't seem to be able to take their game to another level. They can cruise through the regular season. Uh, they can, you know, pile up points during the regular season. Um, but, you know, their key players, like even a, a highly skilled guy like Backstrom... Um, Kuznetsov seems to be their best player right now. Uh, certainly seemed to be during the. He seemed to be their most dangerous guy during the Leaf series. But there's there's something about this team that's a little bit off. And when it comes playoff time, they can't like the way the way Crosby and, and he's able to elevate the Penguins game. Um, it doesn't seem like the Caps. They've got one gear and that's it. Is 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 that the way you see it, Naz? Or you, you see know, it, Lou? Pittsburgh is tough to beat. You know, I mean, they got Malkin, they got Crosby, they got Kessel. They got scoring all over the place. And they, Washington well, Washington's got scoring all over Washington the place, too. They do. Well. Washington doesn't match Why up well. Why don't they match up well? The speed. Pittsburgh's so much faster than Washington. Washington's not there. And, and Lou, is that your... I, I, I told you last year, uh, the assessment that, that was given was more or less the Pittsburgh Penguins put the puck where it's going to be a foot race between the Pittsburgh forwards and the Washington defense. The Washington defense right now are slow. I saw one minute last night where Shattenkirk gave the puck away three times. Um, Cullen took the puck away from him, outbattled him, scored a goal. That goal never should have gone in. He fanned on it, put it five hole. Uh, next shift, he lost the puck again on the, on the blue line on a power play. Just make wasn't making the right decisions for, for a guy that wants to be paid six or seven million dollars a year. And the Penguins are just hungry. They're feeding off of guys that are working hard. You look at the guys they have, you know, they got uh, Kunitz back. Their defense, they're, they're, it's a no-name defense. They don't even have Latang. And Latang's out again. Yeah. yeah. Right? Last year, the Caps got beat because Murray stood on his head. This year, they might get beat because Fleury's standing Fleury's on, his on his head. Anyways, uh, we're certainly, we'll come back to that. It should uh, be interesting what we do about the Leafs, though. You know, they, they have to improve their defense, and how do they go about doing it? Trading some of their offense because yeah, I think Kapanen so, right so. now is going to replace one of the guys up front with your deal, Bozak, Van Riemsdyk, or somebody else. You can't get any smaller than they are, and with Kapanen, that's what's what that's what's going to happen. 
they got to bring some size in. They got to bring a Lucic type guy. They they got to bring in a guy that that can skate and play the game, but with a little bit more physical. Matt Martin is not going to do it for them. He's not going to scare anybody, especially in the playoffs. You can again, we're building this team for the playoffs, and we're going to build them for an eighty-two game schedule. Anyways, it's time for our break. Uh, certainly, we're gonna we're gonna pick up this conversation uh, before the end of the show. Once again, you know, we've got other teams that. Uh, we want to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton Oilers, who are Naz's favorites right now uh, to be Stanley Cup finalists. They're doing some spectacular things. I posted things. the Great Cup final, Ottawa and Edmonton. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Uh, so we're certainly going to chat about that. We've got the uh, Raptors in town. But right after the break, we're going to come back with Sean Clement, Sean, of, Sean Clement and Chantal Emond. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about golf, and we're going to talk about the great new program that uh, – that Chantal Iman's working on. It's yoga for golfers, and I'm certainly looking forward to talking about that. And uh, Chantal, I just want to tell you, I uh, I played golf yesterday morning. It was a little bit chilly out there, and I'm feeling I'm feeling the effects of it today. So hopefully you've got something in your bag of tricks that can help old guys like us out. Anyways, we'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville brought back the large five-topping pizza special for just $13.99 for a limited time. I'm whispering because the last time Pizzaville brought back this special, there was pandemonium in the streets, pushing, shoving, biting. So order now and order often, and hopefully you won't have any bite marks when this is over. Call Pizzaville for the large five-topping pizza special at pound 3636 from your cell phone. Shh. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we're also on 96.7 FM and a new treat. We're also live video streaming on www.zoomerradio.ca. Pleased to welcome, of 
course, uh, gentlemen, Sean Clement, welcome back. Nice to be here, man. I know you've been you've been all over the place, and uh, I'm going to get back to you. But I do want to say hello to Chantal Imond. Chantal, welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Thank it's you. it's certainly a pleasure having you with us this morning. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about yoga for golf, but uh, I want to catch up a little bit with you, Sean. What uh, what have you been up to? Uh, just got back from Austin, Texas. Uh, had a fantastic round of golf over at the uh, University of Texas uh, Golf Club there where um, Jordan Spieth uh, did his college golf. And, boy, those kids are spoiled over there. It's just an amazing facility. And then uh, caught the, the afternoon uh, rounds at the uh, TPC San Antonio uh, for, the, for the Texas Valero Open and followed, uh, followed the winner all the way into uh, – to his final putt at 18. It was really cool. That's fantastic. Uh, Sean, I know that uh, you're passionate about uh, what I love about you, and uh, we've spent some time talking golf a lot, you know, quite a bit because you've got an incredible passion for golf, as do I. Uh, and I, I consider you one of the brightest golf minds uh, around, and well, I highly I encourage that. our listeners to uh, to seek uh, seek Sean out. He's uh, he's got some great material that he shares with people, and uh, but I know there's another program, yes, sir, that you've become passionate about. Yes, and there's uh, yeah, a, you know, I'm 51 years old. A beautiful lady now. right yes. next to you, and if you're, this be a perfect opportunity <laughs> segue into our live video streaming. Uh, there we go. Chantel uh, Chantel's joining us. So Sean, please uh, please introduce Chantel for us and tell us how you uh, how you met Chantel and. Uh, and how you became passionate about Chantel's work and, um, and what she's doing. This is really cool because I, I knew right away she cared about people because she, she shows up one day on our range, and uh, I'm giving a lesson under one of, the, one of our, our hoods there, you know, uh, out of the sun, and um, she's working with one of my students or one of our students there, and uh, we, we spoke afterwards, and she wanted to do research as to how that particular student moved so she could formulate a proper program to help him out. And that's when I knew that she really cared about people. So we got to talk and we got together and then we said, hey, you know, I'm 51. I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting, I'm feeling pretty, you know, rigid. And uh, so we have a nice series online. We have, we're up to 17 sessions now that we did on, on my YouTube channel. And Chantal is absolutely amazing. Just fantastic. She knows what she's doing. And uh, and you'll you know a lot of the people who talk about her, she's got this beautiful soothing voice. She may actually be very good in radio. Talking about her soothing voice, Chantelle, there's a lot of testosterone in the studio this morning. So I feel it. We, <laughs> so we got to give you an opportunity, and uh, and so I, I know I know that you've been involved in in, in yoga, and um, and you're, you've done something that's exclusive for golfers, and it's called Four. Yoga, of course, four being F O R E, which is the the golf uh, acronym uh, that we use uh, in in that area. But tell us how how you came to this, uh, how yoga can help golfers, Absolutely. and how it could help some of the some of the older guys that you see in this studio, especially an old guy here like Lou Franceschetti. Tell us about your program, right. and tell us how it can help us. Perfect. Well, just to give you a little bit of a background, I'm a yogi at heart. So I'm a yoga practitioner first, but I also play golf. And one day I was on the golf course not having such a great round of golf. And I started practicing some of the basic principles that I teach in yoga, one of them breathing properly. And suddenly I started enjoying the round way more and having better results. So I seeked out 
a program called Yoga for Golfers, and I have to give credit to Catherine Roberts. She's the one who founded the program Yoga for Golfers. She's been training um, yoga teachers, but golf pros as well in Yoga for Golfers, and I went to get certified in Arizona with her for 10 days. Um, I founded For Yoga, and uh, it's my passion right now, helping golfers not only play better, but feel better. So I'm talking about um, gaining a little bit more range of motion, for example. Prevention of injuries, if you're a little bit more flexible, if you have more stability, you're able to play a round of golf without feeling wrecked at the end of the round and recovering way more faster. So the idea is to incorporate yoga a little bit on a daily basis so you can play the game that you love so much for as many years as, as you can. Uh, we work on stability, exercising, strengthening. But I would say that the number one benefit for yoga for golfers is truly discovering how to breathe properly. Because if you breathe properly, you reduce tension in the body. Yeah, just uh, the, the popular misconception, um, the popular misconception about yoga is that it's, it's, it's just stretching, and it's not. Heck no. no. <laughs> no. no. And it's, uh, yoga is more, uh, actually, I, I, I took yoga myself for a couple of years. I had to give it up for totally different reasons, and I know my wife goes every Wednesday night. Uh, but it's more about the five inches between the ears, isn't it? Correct. And it's, right. it's I mean, stretching is obviously part of it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's almost, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, 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 it's obviously a passion. It's, um, it's a culture. It's, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's an attitude. Uh, tell us a little bit about the mental side. Uh, cause I think per, per, aside from the physical side, that is of assistance to professional athletes and athletes in a lot of different ways. Tell us how you work, how that helps an athlete. Absolutely. Um, Through specific breathing, focusing, and visualization exercises, we're able to improve the focus. For any athlete, it could be golf. You know, all professional teams now do have their, their yoga teachers that, yes, we focus on the physical aspect, but... The mindset is way more important. So Sean if, has experienced it. If I can yeah, add to that is um, even when we get into our session and we're filming it for my, my students, um, oftentimes I'm so brought into the moment. I don't even know is a camera there. I don't know she's there. And I'm, you know, really into what I'm doing. So for somebody who's performing on a, on a high level, they need to be in the moment. They can't be thinking about what what the coach is thinking right now and what are the fans thinking right now. It's like I got a I got a task at hand. I'm getting down to it. This is what I'm going to you know, this is my business. I'm sticking to my business. And it's a it's a fantastic way to 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 pull you into that moment. And that the breathing and mm-hmm. and it's a combination of the breathing and the exercise that you're doing that that uh, that really reels you in. And I've noticed sometimes when I start session with Sean's and other clients as well, at the beginning, you know, their energy is really, really high, not as focused, a little bit all over the place, thinking of what they need to achieve after our sessions. And after a couple of minutes of just specific technical breathing, I see them just come down a notch or two, and then they're ready to focus and to get at the task that they need to accomplish. So it's pretty incredible just with breathing. You remember when I first started playing golf, I thought golf was for sissies. 
now I'm like, you know, you know what I'm like. <laughs> and I was the same way with yoga. I'm like, ah, yoga, come on, man. You know, you're in your 30s and you think you're invincible and who needs yoga? And, and now I'm the biggest, I'm a biggest fan. It's, uh, I, I think it's an absolute necessity. And my son is actually in a program in his school. And he just made, you know, it really made a big difference in his well, performance. You know, the, he just had a podium you're, you're and, ra- and a U.S. national. You raised something interesting because we had this conversation just before we went on air. And your son is a competitive uh, BMX racer. B- BMX racer. What's a that, is that? It's bike? pedal bike. Yep, it's bike. Yeah, it's an Olympic sport. It's an Olympic sport, and it's and it's racing on yes. on a machine. No, not on a machine. On a pedal bike. On a pedal bike. You okay. Bet. And and yoga has improved his performance. Huge. Yeah, it, like he's had breakthroughs. He's this. He just had his first podium in a national race. That's a big deal for a Canadian, at a U.S. national race in Atlanta. And so that's he, all about. Oh yeah, all about mental approach. Yeah, and he was seems like getting and, to the getting to the gate and going. Oh, okay, you know, I got to do this. I got to do that. And now it's just like. Now talk a little about you've actually. I know you've become passionate about this, and you've uh, you've uh, filmed some material. Yeah. And it's, we have uh, 17 full-blown sessions on 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 yoga for yes. golfers. Yeah, uh, tell us a, uh, and and I know that you've got a site, Chantel, mm-hmm. um, for yoga, I believe. For yoga.ca or dot yeah. com, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, uh, but when you were filming that material, yeah, uh, tell us a little about uh, if people want to find that material and get a little bit more involved in this. Uh, yeah, where where do they find it? it and and, uh, and, we, and we go and. And when they go see these 17 videos, what are they going to see? Um, it's really yoga for beginners because I'm, I'm a total beginner in that. And, um, and, and it's a, a wonderful progression over 17 sessions. They're about 30 to 40 minutes long. And you just follow along. And Chantal is there and she's coaching me and you can hear her voice. And, and it, you, you really you're able to get into what we're doing. We do nothing that involves strain ever. So it's like... Uh, the no remember Sean she keeps telling me no pain no gain does not apply here you're not here to get injured you're here to get better and um and it's uh it's really changed you know I've done a full 180 as far as that's concerned and it's been nothing but beneficial Chantel uh explain the breathing part to us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's one specific technique in particular uh that we call the four to six breathe where we have a longer exhalation than an inhalation. And just that in itself, physiologically, it tells your nervous system that there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Even though you're in a high-stress situation, if you make your exhalation longer, you'll feel way quieter in your mind. It's kind of a reset button, really. So if you're stressed out during a game, whatever sport you play, try to take two or three deep breaths, longer exhalation, and it really helps reset. Chantel, is it any different than if you're taking regular yoga classes or are you taking these classes? I know it's not the, the hot yoga, obviously not, no. because it's not mm-hmm. indoors. Um, is, it re- is these classes regular or can you take them at a yoga thing? Or is it this specifically before a round of golf or maybe after a round of golf? It's more or less to, we know as athletes, you want to stretch before. Correct. And you want to stretch after, after. because it's more important mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to loosen up your muscles and kind of uh, uh, to get everything more or less out of the way and get all the lactic acid out. So Absolutely. Um, a warm-up before with specific yoga sequences that may be targeting muscles that 
you know, for example, need a lot of work on your body. So, for example, we know with Sean, his hamstrings are really, really tight. So I would suggest he spends a little bit of time warming them up before a round of uh, of golf and after as well. I always say a little bit every day. Some people ask me, how often should I do yoga for golfers? A little bit every day as opposed to once a week for for two hours. Just to keep loose, right, to prevent injuries. And uh, once you get familiar with the sequences and the yoga postures, then you're able to incorporate that into your warm-up, golf warm-up, and at the end as well. And we actually have two sessions that we did together. It was a pre-round warm-up and then another one which was after the round. We have videos for that. We do. (laughs) (laughs) We do. So if they go – we go on your site. On on my YouTube channel. On your YouTube channel, Sean Clement. uh, And just to remind listeners, Sean is spelled S-H-A-W-N, not S-E-A-N. Correct. And there's 17 videos there. And Just, uh, Just go yoga for golf. Uh, wisdom in golf on uh, on on YouTube yeah. uh, as far as the search, and you'll find them. And uh, yeah, we we just did a, a full session on restorative yoga, which was freaking cool. You know, it's like it it just re, like the big fat reset button is what it was. And and of course, uh, you know, the pregame warm up. So I think you're going to see that a lot more in professional now, are, sports. Are you wearing your golf attire or your yoga attire? Well, well I now have. <laughs> I now have golf attire with Skechers uh-huh. that moves beautifully with yoga. They're nice. They, you know, they they look like regular golf pants. So you don't have your but they stretch on. like yeah. yoga pants. Yeah, I got them on right now. That's for another day, I think. Yes. Right. Anyway, okay. Chantal, I, I, I want to take advantage of the fact that uh, you take advantage of your expertise, obviously, and. Uh, you know, uh, you got a couple of guys in the studio here. They're getting a little bit up there in age, and uh, we we but certainly <laughs> <laughs> we uh, you know we certainly feel the effects now and then. Uh, you know, twenty thirty years ago, I could have played fifty four hole go- holes of golf in a day and and walked them, and it, it, I wouldn't have felt anything. But now, eighteen holes, I feel it afterwards. Or yeah. I need to get you know I need to get stretched out. Uh, before the game starts and I guess the month but you're taking on I will call them projects like myself and Naz or Lou yep. correct uh, and we sign up and we uh, we uh, come and see you uh, just tell us uh, a little bit about what somebody like newbies let's call ourselves newbies mm-hmm. newbies like us how would you how would you take us and how would how would you work with us and if you started with us where would we just give us a little progression how you would take us like, like from the first uh, lesson or session to, you know, maybe where we would be like 15 or 20 sessions later. What would you do with us? Mm-hmm. The first session, we would spend probably about 90 minutes together so we can chat about, you know, your goals, um, your needs as well, not only uh, physically, but on the mental level when it comes to your golf uh, golf game. Um, and after that assessment, there will be some movement so I can see you move, so I can see, you know, where the restrictions are, but yeah. also where your abilities are. And then I would build a program that is simply based on those needs. And then... After the second session, you're going to come back to me and say, oh, my God, I feel so much better. I'm not hurting as much in the morning when I get up, and, I, and I'm not exaggerating. It's just a yeah. little bit of movement makes such a huge difference. Um, and I've got a client that's been with me for four years now. He came to see me when he was uh, 74, and he's uh, actually 71, and he's now 75. 
and he just can't believe how much his golf game has improved, but also his overall well-being, just getting off the floor, for example, which is something that, you know, we lose the ability to do if we stop moving. Um, and um, you would see tons of improvement, not only in your golf game, as I said, but how you feel overall, so you're able to be way more productive through throughout your day. Does this prevent injuries? Because Absolutely. there's a lot of golfers that are getting injured. Yes. Quite a bit lately. Yes. Prevention <clears throat> of injuries, if you're, you know, uh, one, one thing that yoga does is it develops your body awareness. And a lot of golfers, not professional, obviously, but a lot of amateur, they get to the, the, to the golf course five minutes before teeing off. And then they hurt themselves on the first hole yep. because they're not warmed up and they don't know how the body feels that day. I know that when, you know, for example, my injured shoulder, which I have because of a skiing accident, um, if it's not feeling up to par on, you know, just before teeing off, I'm going to take it easy. I always try to take it easy, but I'll be a little bit more cautious that day, perhaps, and do a little bit more movement to loosening up even more. Um, so, yes, and my uh, average age of clients, I would say, is, is above 50. So it's not the younger people. Well, like we fit we right in. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and Body awareness is huge. It that's, is. That's where injuries where, where, happen. Where, where could, uh, you know, we, we'd start with you and where could we expect to be, like how do, how do you measure improvement, um, um, let's say, you know, 15, 20 weeks down the line? Where, where how, is there an objective measurement to improvement? Mm -hmm. Yes. I do baseline assessments. And again, based on the needs and your goals. Um, and you see results even after the second session. So, you know, the sky's all, almost the limit with, uh, with yoga. So there's specific baseline assessments. It could be for rotations. It could be for strength. It could be for focus. Balance as well is a huge thing we work on. As we age, we lose the sense of balance. Um, and it's so important to maintain it so we don't fall and break a hip and then not being able to uh, to, to play uh, the sport that we love so much. Um, so with those assessments, we're able to compare, you know, three weeks, six weeks, we, we put specific marks. And um, I've never seen anybody say, yeah, this is not worth it. It's always, I can't believe how much better I feel. We've been talking to Chantal Lumont, who's got a great program, uh, uh, Yoga for Golfers at 4Yoga, and of course in studio is our, is our golf it. guy. I, That's I, it. I don't know what else to call you. I used to call you our golf guru, guru. but <laughs> our golf Svengali, I, I don't know what ah, the, but you're just our golf guy, Sean. She's so the yoga guru. You're, yeah. you're, our, you're affectionately known as our golf guy, and uh, as I said earlier, uh, we're only going to scratch the surface of this topic, and uh, got just a couple of minutes left. We have to wrap up this segment, unfortunately. But Chantel, uh, I'm inspired. Great. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I want to. As soon as I'm finished this, I want to have a session with you right outside. We'll, you get all three of us going. We'll, we'll limber up a little bit before we take on our day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but if our listeners and and our viewers. Uh, uh, want to get, uh, want to pursue this, or they want to pursue the information, or they even want to call you up and uh, maybe think about uh, booking some lessons. How do mm -hmm. our, how do our uh, listeners find you? So three ways: uh, website foryoga.ca. They can send me an email directly at info at foryoga.ca. They can also give me a phone call 416-617-6273. So, so really the best way is just to go on and get you, find your information on your website. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and just do it. Don't hesitate. If you think you're not flexible enough, you 
too old or yeah. these reasons, I say yeah. those are the reasons why you Give need to reach out. Give us that website again. www.4yoga, F-O-R-E, yoga. .ca. Perfect. I'm sure a lot of people will check, uh, will well check it out. Well worth it. And, 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 and on Wisdom and Golf, is there a link to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. after every video, you'll see the, you'll see the a, website. There's a link. Yeah. And uh, before I let you go, Sean. Yes, sir. Uh, we've got to take an opportunity to see where, what are your plans the next uh, new fun, uh, months? I know we, uh, we've had a talk about you've got a book coming out. Well, the, um, we've had, uh, 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 of course, there are always delays. So we're... <laughs> Where we we wanted to get it out for Father's Day, we're looking at um, comfortably for Christmas this year, and um, you know it's it's got to be it's got to be done right, of course. Um, next month uh, we're in uh, New Jersey, um, then I'm heading out to the UK and Germany in June, and then I'm going to hunker down uh, at the academy. You're going to see me there um, right through to the end of uh, August, and in uh, next uh, next uh, couple of topics we're going to talk about. I hope is uh, we got Gabrielle Wolf coming up. Uh, she is the foremost expert on how we learn motor skills. She'll be up the Saturday, August 5th at our club. So stay tuned for details on that. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend. I'm sure we'll, we'll chat with you before then. Yeah, man. So you're always busy. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Anyways, you know I'm coming in to see you. My golf game's got a little bit south. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've got, I, 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 I notice I, you're on the schedule there, I, Walter. I, I, I'm looking I need, forward to that, I, man. I need a tune-up, and I know Lou's, uh, Lou's got some interest here and uh, perhaps Naz. So uh, to all our uh, listeners and viewers, first of all, thanks so much for dropping in, Chantel. This certainly was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And go. thanks for uh, bringing us up to speed on all that. Just a little wave. And Sean, we'll catch up with you. We'll catch up with you shortly. Please, thanks so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. It was awesome, you guys. Nice to see you again. It's time for a break. We'll be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville realized that people may not know how many different kinds of ponzos Pizzaville makes. You can go Italian if you like a sausage. You can go Hawaiian if you like ham and pineapple. And you can go Canadian if you like bacon, beer, and hockey. We can build a ponzo that speaks your language, no matter where you are from. Call Pizzaville at 736-3636 or visit pizzaville.ca. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too. But the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. 
Visit AltInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. In downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM and internet video streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. Just had a fascinating session with Sean Clement and Chantal Imond, and I'm, guys, I'm feeling loose, a lot looser than when we started this morning. <laughs> Anyways, uh, getting back to... How loose, Walt? <laughs> uh, I'm feeling good all of a sudden, and I'm focused. I'm mentally focused, too, uh, and breathing well. Anyways, Lou, uh, I'm sure you'll correct that for me in a minute because you'll get my stress level meter going up real, real fast. Where are the J's? <laughs> okay, let's, you know what? You, you brought it up. I, I wanted to get back to a little bit of NHL playoff uh, sessions, but uh, Lou, uh, I'll give you an opportunity to get your little digs in. Uh, as listeners, our listeners know, you are a New York Yankee fan. Um, and uh, Naz and I, of course, Blue Jay fans. And uh, uh, actually, I'm going to throw it over to Naz first. Uh, Naz, uh, this hasn't been a great start for the Jays. Um, and I know that you mentioned that you thought the Jays were going to finish last. Uh, uh, what, I what I said was they're going to finish dead last. They hadn't signed Batista, and when they signed them, I said they would finish third. Yeah, I had, a, I had them pegged for second, and there's nothing that I've seen – in the month of April that suggests they're going to get, I mean, they've dug themselves, they've already in one month have dug themselves a huge hole. And there's, you know, the, they've, they've run into injury problems, which they necessarily didn't have last year. And uh, they, they can't seem to hit the ball. Uh, the relievers can't hold a lead. Uh, am I missing something? Is there anything else that no, they're not and they're doing? seven and 17. And that's what Houston was at this time last year. And they ended up with 84 wins, but they did not make the playoffs. So I don't think even if the Jays come back, we can rally. What, what happened? What happened? Are we just are we getting uh, are we getting well, uh, we, are we, we getting t- a little bit over the y- top you know too what? early? Or I mean, it's I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's there's over 130 games still to go. So I mean, they I'm not want to wave the white flag just yet. But uh, give it give us a little bit of hope well, here. They didn't improve their team. Their hitting is worse, and they're a year they're, older. They're a year older, and the team speed they have none. So. Uh, starting pitching has to come through. It hasn't been bad, and, but their bullpen sucks again. So where are they? Last play. Anyways, Lou, uh, I'm going to ask you to uh, temper it down a little bit and give us an objective assessment rather than your New York Yankee assessment <laughs> of, of, the, of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I, do, you know, I, do, I do know that you do have uh, a, a critical uh, analytic skill when it comes to to baseball, and you're you're a baseball analyst. You watch, and uh, without uh, without throwing necessarily throwing shots at Naz and I, give us your critical assessment of what happened to the Jays. Can you not let me gloat for the first month of the year? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, is a okay, Yankee, this is a Yankee team that's supposed to be built for 2018 and 2019 with all the money that, becomes, that comes off their payroll. Okay, get I, it let, out let of your me, system. Okay, Go ahead. Let me just enjoy the first month of the year where... We're sitting at 17 and 7, 10 and 1 at home, and we're 10 games up on the Yankees, and they got a crucial four game series or three game series coming up with the Jays in New York starting tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, what's wrong with enough. the Jays this year? Fair enough. Okay, Jays. Uh, where do we start? 
They're now putting the bat on the ball, which they haven't done for the last three years in crucial times. They're starting pitching. If it wasn't for their starting pitching this year, they would probably win three games because that's the only thing that's keeping them close. They're, uh, they haven't improved their bullpen. Uh, for whatever reason, Grilly's uh, not like the old Grilly. Asuna's gotten off to a real slow start. Uh, Biagini has been a, a godsend from the Rule 5 pickup. Um, Batista's played horse crap. He couldn't, can't put the bat on the ball. Obviously, they're going to miss Donaldson. But it, you, can't go, you can't keep going through the month of April like they have the last two or three years. You can lose everything in April, but you can't win it in April. And I don't know when, when these guys are going to start turning it around. Uh, for my sake, I really don't care, as long as the Yankees do well. Uh, but the front office is going to have to make a decision, a crucial decision the next probably 30 games to, to 45 games. Are they going to blow this thing up and get all the young prospects back that they dealt away at the, that JP uh, dealt away two years ago? Because right now their farm system is completely vacant, except for maybe kids in the, their A and double A ball. Yeah, I w- I'll agree with you on one on one uh, comment, Lou. Um, and I, throw, I want to throw it to you, Naz. Um, they uh, they they sold the farm um, to be in this position, and they got let's say two good years out of it. Um, and now they have to deal with the ra- ra- the repercussions of, you know, um, depleting their farm system, but. I mean, I don't necessarily want to wave the white flag this early, but there are very few instances in in Major League history where teams come back from this kind of a start. They don't. You know, 7-17. You know, the history books are against the Jays right now. Um, What's your scenario? uh, Well, they gave up up the farm other than pitching, and they have an abundance of starting pitching right now. What did they give up? I don't think their farm was as strong as it was supposed to be. I don't think the farm well, that's, is that's that's an interesting. That's an interesting comment, Nez. And where the, know, Yankees, the what, Yankees? What? Forget about the well, pitching. What? Forget about the pitching part of it. What significant position player did the Jays give up nothing. in any of those deals? That's 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 uh, uh, a, a key part of the machinery of any other team in Major League Baseball. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, that Maybe you guys a, do. That, that's the problem right there. They don't have any positional players. There's a kid that's who, coming up right oh no, now. But who Telford. did the Jays give up? They didn't give anybody up. Okay. okay. So they, they, got a, they traded up a lot of their pitching. Okay? The pitching, yes. They yeah, they, they, got, they traded up uh, most of their pitching. But the starting they, pitching is not the Jays' problem. No, it's not. It's, it's the positional not. players. These guys are going to – they had a window of opportunity here for two years when they made all those deals. That window is closing really fast. And when, when you live and die by the three-run homer, like the old Earl Weaver days, or by the home run, but, it, because okay. they got no speed at all. You, they don't win games uh, on the base path. They but, don't win games by playing small ball. It's either home run or fathom. And they're not Plain and home simple. Run either. And they're not hitting home run. But they, a lot of the, I mean, they talk about core. You know, in, in, in professional sports now, because of salary caps, you know, the key concept has become the core of the team. And you, you hear that in hockey. Every team's got a core and you've got to build around it. Uh, the Blue Jays, when you look back at, at some of Double A's moves from, from a couple of years back, they were, creating, they were trying to create a core around Donaldson, Tulowitzki, 
I thought Encarnacion was part of it. Uh, Bautista, I think, is a little bit on on the on the on the other side of the other side of the age line now. Uh, maybe you can help him out with some yoga. I think I think he's I think got a little he bit. Takes it. <laughs> he looks a little bit stiff out there, Chantal. But the <laughs> core the core of this team was intended to be, quite frankly, Donaldson and Tulowitzki. I I would think they're both hurt, and, and they're both hurt, and they're both getting a little bit older. Um, Every year they get older. Oh, we all do. Um, and other than Donaldson, and, and they, I, they have they have a decision. I mean, if this keeps going like this, you know, come July, there are some it's serious. Like, well, there's two pitchers. Two pitchers gone for sure, or three, if that happens. Estrada and Hap. Hap, yes. Yeah, definitely. and but and do you maybe Liriano too? He's pitched very well. Um, is there and the I, young guys? I, they I, have I, to keep Stroman and Sanchez. So yeah, no, really no question. But do you? And, 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 and it's unfortunate we even have to get into this discussion, but why not? Um, are Donaldson's and Tulowitzki? Nobody wants Tulowitzki. He makes too much money. Donaldson, they can trade. Here, here, but do you want to or do you want to build? You do you want to continue to build around them? You can't. Well, you don't have a choice if nobody wants him. Tulowitzki's getting paid for his past. Uh, past experience with Colorado. He's not the $20 million rate player when he first got traded here that, that he was in Colorado. Donaldson is is a, one of those late bloomers at 27 doing what he's done. Batista, sure, he was more or less, he was underpaid the first three years of his contract, but his last two years of his contract is way overpaid. They lost a big deal with Edwin because I think Edwin is the glue that keeps this team together. Russell Martin last year had one good month, the month of June, if it wasn't for that month, his stats would be almost like they are right now in April. Yeah, sorry. I, right. Those are the I four. I forgot f- to bring up Russell Martin because yeah, he's four, considered yeah. the core of the part of the core of the team as well. Obviously, they're paying him sixteen to twenty million dollars just to control the pitching staff, but his hitting is not there. And these are the five guys that they try to build his franchise around. But their core is over thirty here. Wally. You know what? I'm gonna it's ta- not I'm gonna, in their mid twenties. And I agree. And they've got to have a serious look at that when it comes time to. I mean, if they're if they're nowhere near. Uh, playoff hunt. They, they, there's some serious decisions that have to be made. I want to go back to something you've got some expertise on, without without gloating. Uh, but the New York Yankees seem to have um, dismantled and reassembled their team in a fairly quick but amount look of time. At the guys that have produced. Well, New well York. you look at the guys. They, okay, Aaron Judge was a first round pick. Yeah. Okay. They dealt away Chapman last year and got three. I, I would call them A1 prospects that aren't ready this year. They'll be ready probably in the year, in the next year. Uh, Bird's are first baseman. He's going to be, he'll be the real deal uh, two years down the road. They dealt um, Miller to Cleveland, and they got probably one of the top outfielders, young outfielders, uh, Fraser, in the deal. So they, they lifted and they brought back all those, refilled the so-called the, the bear uh, cupboard. They dealt... Um, Carlos Beltran to Texas got another four prospects there. This is how you how you rebuild. These guys, the Yankees weren't going anywhere next year. As as close as they were, they were still that far away. So you deal all those players away, you refill the cupboards, and now you bring back Chapman and Betances is a great seven or eight guy instead of a nine guy that he was last year. Now you got Aaron Judge fulfilling his first round capabilities. Ellsbury's playing well. Gardner's playing so so. Um, the Gregorius is coming back off, and they got Sanchez, who's been out for the last six weeks. He, had, he only hit 20 home runs last year in the last two months of the year. They're pitching Severino. Uh, Pineda's probably is starting to fill a, 
the the potential that he had when he first came over from Seattle. Sabathia is more or less, he's just the, the grandpa in the background there. And Tanaka is lights out. Look what he did the other night. Uh, a five-hitter against the Red Sox. Uh, and beat them three nothing. So the, the I still see I still see that being their weakness though the starting pitching. I think it is uh, a, it is a weakness, weakness. But they're they're, they're but it's, not, it's pretty mar- remarkable. It's pretty remarkable how they turned their roster over um, in a fairly quick amount of time, became competitive again. Uh, the difference is they had blue chippers. Potential yeah. blue chippers with the young guys. The Jays do not have that. The Jays don't yeah, have the that. The blue chippers were drafted in the 20s. They weren't drafted in the no, top no, 10 yeah, like certain teams no, like Chicago and, no, I understand, and Houston. It doesn't matter where you're drafting. They have them. Well, you gotta make, you've got to yeah. make your first round counter. Yeah. Th- that's the problem here with, with the Jays. They haven't made their first round guys uh, accountable. Anyways, guys, uh, we've only got about four and a half minutes left. And um, there's another... Uh, you know, there's another big team that's uh, starting a playoff uh, playoff series tomorrow in Toronto, and uh, things are going to well, here. It is things are going to heat up pretty quick in Toronto this week, and uh, well, the Raptors got to take on King James. Well, I made uh, my prediction. I don't think Cleveland would win. They're going to lose to Toronto. Cleveland. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I hear that and right? I'm not Nash? the only one that's called it. Quite hold a few on, You're, you are picking the Raptors against the Cleveland yes. Cavaliers in how many games? Six. In six games, so they're going to win that series at home. What do you drink? That's 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 pretty outlandish prediction. Uh, but if, I, if it's going to happen, not, you know, this I, is the year. And why? Give me the analysis. Because Cleveland, it's at the point where um, they're not playing well defensively, and uh, a lot of the experts are saying that Cleveland, this is the year they're going to be beat. Well, what, what, what was it what, that Butch Carter said when we were here together a couple of months ago? Until that was a, the Raptors, a couple of months ago. The, Butch, until the, it doesn't matter. Until the Raptors changed. have an answer for LeBron James, you're not going to beat them. Well, Butch was okay. on the show about four weeks ago, and he said that Cleveland is uh, can okay. be had. Well, we'll see when the light switch turns on. Well, okay. um, the analysis this guy doesn't like Toronto. No, does he? he's, he's I don't know what he did. Guy, with this guy. He didn't play long enough for the Leafs. That's <laughs> the problem. But uh, <laughs> um, the analysis, the analysis, the, the case. For the Raptors winning this series, series revolves around, I think, that Cleveland finished 22nd in the NBA in defense this year, which was significantly worse than what they were last year. And also the fact that, that the Raptors took Cleveland to six games last year, and, and it seems like the Raptors are a better team um, that can play a little bit, that can play better defense, that has more options than they did a year ago, and that, quite frankly, Cleveland's just as not a, just not as good a team as they were a year ago. Uh, and I think that's the case for the Raptors. Um, my concern with that case is, is sometimes you can throw what happens during the regular season out the window, and 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 if you look what the Cavaliers did in the first round, um, they swept. Uh, which nobody expected them to do that. Coming down from twenty-seven and points in game back, three, and and just you just and this and 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 the assessment that you have to figure out a way to stop LeBron James, yeah, that may be a pretty good way of assessing it. That so it I there there is there is a scenario where I can see the Raptors winning this series, uh, but they they have to shoot the lights out. Uh, they can't afford anything less than you know forty forty. They got to shoot at least forty five percent. They they've got to their their three point shooting's got to be extremely high, um, 
and they've got to and they've got to score more than 100 points. The, the one thing a game. that concerns me is Dwayne Casey being able to adjust during the game. He has a difficult time adjusting. They almost blew that lead on uh, Thursday night. They had a 25 point. Uh, you got to remember, Cleveland's got here's got a three headed horse, huh? They got Love, they got Irving, and they got LeBron James. The Raptors got two. Uh, the, the, the key is going to be how P.J. Tucker and Ibaka handle the inside with, uh, with Thompson. Or the Raptors bench. The guys coming yeah. out have to totally and, and, and outplay pa- Powell, the Cleveland. Powell's going to have that, to. And that may, yeah. you know, the Toronto's Raptors. bench is better than Yeah, the Raptors the are. The difference. Yeah. Toronto's bench is better than Cleveland. Yeah, the, different, the difference in the series, obviously, is, is just LeBron. Other than sure. that. But, you know, the, you know that's. Yeah, so what? I mean, he's 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 a he's a generational player, and 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 you know he just he can just carry a team on his back. He can, you know, he can literally he wins games by himself. That's well, just the reality. So if they can figure out how to way to defend him, and somehow I don't know how you can I don't know I don't think you can actually control him, but you know somehow not allow him to just take over games. That's the only way. Anyways, uh, Lou. If really quick, okay. really quick last if, word. If you remember, two years ago they brought in Damari Carroll for that purpose because of the job he did with Atlanta on Cleveland. If Damari Cable, uh, if he's not as good as that, I see the Cleveland Cavaliers winning it in five. Anyways, we've got to go to all our listeners. Uh, first of all, to Sean and Chantel, thanks for joining us. Uh, Naz and Louis, have a fantastic week. To all our listeners and viewers, have a fantastic week. We'll be back here again next Sunday morning. Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.